Thinking a wedding planner isn't in your budget? Uh, think again. Did you know that beyond this podcast, I offer virtual wedding planning coaching? This is something perfect for your needs and your budget. It's not a stale digital course. It's dynamic, it's live, and it's all about empowering you. Together, we'll keep your wedding planning vibe light, fun, and totally dialed in. I'll be your go-to wedding planner right in your pocket, real-time access, just a phone tap or Zoom away. You'll get all my tools. I will personalize them for you, and you're not going to have the hefty price tag of a traditional wedding planner. So save your cash, ditch the stress, and make your wedding planning a journey to remember for more info you can slide into my dms on instagram you can go to the big wedding planning podcast.com or just shoot me an email i'm here for you let's make your wedding epic lovey lovey show another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Big Wedding Planning Podcast. Just a wedding planner, tearing it up. Listen, learn, plan that wedding. for letting me be here with you right now as you listen. This is all about the middle phase of wedding planning. There are three phases of wedding planning, and I just break them down by first, middle, and last. One, two, and three. In this episode, I'm focusing on what many consider the heart of wedding planning, the middle or second phase. This is where your initial ideas and dreams really start taking shape into something real and tangible. Now, if you haven't already listened to it, or maybe you don't need to, it's totally up to you, but I did do an episode on the first phase of wedding planning, and that is episode number 392, titled, How to Start Wedding Planning, Your First Steps. You know we've already laid the foundation if you're in this phase of wedding planning right now, and now it's time to build on that. So a few things you should know that I offer specifically before I jump in here. Number one, if you are a paid subscriber to the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, you already have access to some invaluable tools that I designed specifically to support you through this phase. Um, Two of those are mini courses Hiring your vendors is the first one, and guest transportation is the second one. These mini courses include video lessons where I walk you through each step, along with tools you can download and use at your own pace. 
For an even more comprehensive guide, I've put together a digital course covering this exact phase of planning. So that's the second thing I offer here. And it is paid. It is called the Big Wedding Planning Masterclass. You can Google that or look on the podcast website. And the middle phase of planning is covered in Chapter 2. So it's, it's packed with video tutorials and tools so you have everything you need when you need it and you can work at your own pace. So that's the BigWeddingPlanningMasterclass.com and it's Chapter 2, The Middle Phase of Planning. And finally, I wanted to mention to you that I run regular live wedding planning boot camps on Zoom. And uh, there's one portion that's entirely dedicated to this middle phase of planning. It's a deep dive into everything you'll need to tackle. It's designed to get you equipped and ready for all the decisions and details ahead. Um, it's live. It's interactive. I include a live Q&A. And so you can ask me your questions in real time as I go through the materials. And it's super affordable. So check it out. Um, you'll find dates and more information about the boot camps on the big wedding planning podcast.com. Okay. The middle phase of wedding planning. Think of this stage as painting the masterpiece that is your wedding. You're the artist. You've already sketched the outline by setting your priorities and budgeting for each part of your celebration. Your timeline is your palette, helping you keep track of colors, which are your tasks, as you go. And now it's time to fill that sketch with vibrant colors and details. This involves making important choices, spending money wisely, and understanding contracts. And my golden rule when it comes to contracts is... Always read them very carefully. You're about to collaborate with a group of talented professionals who will help bring your vision to life over the next several months. In this middle stage of wedding planning, you'll focus on six essential tasks, each with their own detailed actions to tackle. This part of the process is crucial for bringing your wedding to life, covering everything from the venue to the final touches. Here's a preview of the journey ahead for you in this middle phase of planning. I'll start with an overview of the six essential tasks and then dive deeper, outlining the specific steps and actions required to master each one. Number one, choosing your venue or venues. Number two, hiring your vendor team. Number three, arranging guest accommodations, hotel room blocks. Number four, organizing transportation. Number five, creating your wedding invitations, online hub, and other print materials. And number six, managing the details, all the in-between work. Okay, so let's start with number one, choosing your venues. 
choosing the right venue for your wedding is a pivotal decision in the planning process. It sets the stage for your day and reflects your personal style and priorities. So let's break it down into two main parts, the ceremony venue and the reception venue. Ceremony venue. For some of you, the ideal ceremony location might be a house of worship, which often means considering two venues for your wedding. If you're pondering whether to book the reception venue or the ceremony location first, think about what matters most to the two of you. If the spiritual significance of your ceremony takes precedence, then start with the house of worship. When you're talking to potential ceremony venues, especially houses of worship, you'll want to ask specific questions. Here's a few examples. Is it required for both of us to share the same faith? Are there any religious certificates we need to provide? And importantly, if you are not in a heterosexual relationship, do you perform ceremonies for all couples, including same-sex and queer weddings. Another practical consideration is the distance between your ceremony and reception venues. Ideally, you want them to be no more than 20 to 30 minutes apart, factoring in city traffic, by the way. This helps minimize the downtime for your guests and ensures a smooth transition from ceremony to celebration. The reception venue. When it comes to picking your reception venue, it's all about finding a space that feels right for you and your guests. It should align with your wedding's overall vibe, fit your budget, and accommodate your guest list comfortably. So here are a few key points that you'll want to consider. The venue's location. The size and capacity to ensure everyone fits comfortably the style and aesthetic of the venue, the cost and what's included in that price, and available amenities like indoor and outdoor spaces, whether or not it has a full kitchen, any special requirements you might have, such as accessibility features like ramps for wheelchairs or um, spaces for nursing mothers. Once you've chosen and secured your venues, You've officially set your wedding date, which means you can now start sending out those save the dates. If your wedding will be held at a home, I've got you covered. You'll want to listen to episode number 297 titled All About Home Weddings with David Tatera. It's packed with insights and tips for hosting your wedding at a home. Remember, The right venues not only provide a backdrop for your wedding, but they also support the celebration of your love and commitment. Take your time, ask the right questions, and choose spaces that feel true to the two of you. I have lots of episodes dedicated to this subject, so here are three that I highly recommend that you listen to. Um, Episode number 304, titled All About Finding Your Venues. Episode number 324, titled Finding Unconventional Venues with Peer Space. And episode number 397, How to Ace Your Venue Site Visit, The Ultimate Guide. 
All right, moving on to number two, and that is hiring your vendor team. Putting together your vendor team is like assembling a group of artists and experts who will bring your wedding vision to life. Whether you're working with five or 20 vendors, including caterers, photographers, florists, and more, each plays a crucial role in crafting the day you've imagined. So let's go through some steps. Step one, refer to your priorities and timeline. Begin by revisiting your priorities as a couple and then your planning timeline. And remember that I have resources for you if you are a paid subscriber on all of this and it's on our Wedding Planning Resource Center. These two are very important tools that will guide you in determining which vendors to hire first. It's all about timing and ensuring that each vendor fits into the broader puzzle of your wedding day. Second step, consult your budget. Before diving into research, take a good look at your budget spreadsheet. This step is essential to avoiding spending time on vendors outside of your financial comfort zone. What's really great is that a lot of vendors list their pricing on their websites, which can significantly streamline your search process, allowing you to focus on options that align with your wedding budget. And then step three, experience their work. The vetting process varies by vendor. So you might find yourself sampling delicious menu items, listening to uh, a band's demo, or browsing through a photographer's portfolio. Each interaction is a chance to experience their work firsthand and gauge whether their style matches your vision. And step four, negotiation and contracts. Negotiating terms or prices may be a part of this process. And while it's not always necessary, it is important to feel comfortable and confident and any adjustments you propose. And when it comes to contracts, reading through them thoroughly cannot be overstated. If possible, having a legal professional review them can provide peace of mind and protect your interests. Remember these vendors are the team behind the scenes of your wedding. Choosing the right professionals not only ensures that your wedding day runs smoothly, but also that it's filled with moments and details that are uniquely yours. So take your time, do your homework, and build a team that you trust and are excited to work with. I have so many episodes dedicated to this subject. I'm listing a lot here, so here are some that I highly recommend. Episode number 368, Vendor Contracts, What You Need to Know. Episode number 311, All About Wedding Beauty Prep. Episode number 288, all about the cake and other desserts. Episode number 286, bands, everything you need to know. Episode number 269, live music at your wedding. And episode number 227, the bar, everything you need to know. And I'm going to list all of these episodes, by the way, in the show notes with links. So, you know, don't worry, you'll be able to find them. Okay. Number three in this middle phase of planning, arranging guest accommodations, hotel room blocks. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do people still stay at hotels? Do people still set up hotel room blocks for their weddings? Absolutely they do. While some guests might prefer the adventure of booking their own Airbnbs or VRBOs or what have you, having a hotel room block can offer both a sense of community for your guests and streamline your planning process. So what exactly is a hotel room block? 10 or more guest rooms at a hotel secured at a discounted or fixed rate for your wedding guests specifically. This is especially helpful if you have a large number of out-of-town guests. If your wedding venue is at a hotel, by the way, it's common sense to arrange room blocks there. Often you'll get even better rates or perks. However, Offering two hotel options can cater to different guest needs and budgets, perhaps one that's more budget-friendly and then another one that's a bit more upscale. Setting up room blocks. Here's how it works. The hotel agrees to reserve a set number of rooms for your guests. You relate this information to your guests, usually via your wedding website or however else you choose to communicate. Your guests can then book these rooms either by calling the hotel and mentioning your wedding or by using a special link or code provided by the hotel. When you're ready to set this up, a simple phone call to the hotel asking about wedding room blocks will get you connected to the right person who is usually a wedding or social sales manager. Your options. Generally, there are two types of room blocks you can arrange. One, a courtesy block. This is the more common option where you are not financially responsible for the rooms. Your guests get a discounted rate and any unbooked rooms are released back into the hotel's inventory after a certain cutoff date, typically 30 days before the wedding. And then there's the guaranteed block with attrition. In this scenario, you are financially responsible. If not enough rooms are booked by your guests to meet a specified attrition rate, you'll need to cover the cost for the shortfall. For example, if you reserve 20 rooms, but only 13 of them are booked by your guests, and your contract requires a 75% booking rate, you would then be responsible for covering the difference. Remember, setting up hotel room blocks is a courtesy you are extending to your guests to make their experience more enjoyable and convenient and budget-friendly. So whether you choose one hotel or offer options, what matters most is that you're creating a welcoming environment for everyone coming to celebrate with you. Moving on to number four, organizing transportation. 
Transportation on your wedding day is crucial for ensuring everyone gets where they need to be smoothly and on time. It is a complex part of planning involving multiple routes and sometimes several modes of transport. But today I'm breaking down how to organize this effectively, ensuring you, your partner, your wedding party, and all your guests have a seamless experience. So, who needs transportation? Primarily, there are two groups to consider. The first, you and your wedding party. The focus here is on making sure you and your closest companions arrive in style and comfort. Second, your guests. Especially if you have many out-of-towners or if the ceremony and reception are at different locations. For smaller groups or individual needs, mobile apps like Lyft or Uber can be incredibly convenient. You can even arrange payment in advance and provide a unique code for your guests to use when they're ready to head out. Just check those apps on your phone or look at their websites for more information about that. However, for the bulk of this discussion, let's talk about hiring a professional transportation company. This is where you can pre-book vehicles for specific times and routes. And I always recommend going with a local company. They'll know the best routes, they'll know how to avoid traffic, and typically offer better rates. And a lot of them are super familiar with wedding venues and where to drop off and where to park and where to wait, etc. So here are the two main service options that most transportation companies offer. The first is shuttle service, and this is a straightforward point A to point B service, ideal for getting guests from their hotels to the venue and back. Very simple. The second is an hourly service. This option gives you flexibility with multiple pickups and drop-offs over a reserved time period. Most transportation companies require a minimum booking of three hours for this service. And you would use an hourly service more for like if you're having ceremony in one location, reception in one location, and then, you know, at the end of the night, you want people to be dropped off, but at different times. You know, some people leave earlier than others. So a lot of my clients will go for the hourly service. It is considerably more expensive, but again, it really depends on your needs. Considerations for your transportation plan. Think about the logistics of your day. Where are you and your wedding party getting ready? And how will you get to the ceremony? Are you planning a first look somewhere specific? Do you want to travel with your wedding party or separately? Will you provide transportation for guests staying at a hotel or hotels? If your wedding spans multiple venues... How will everyone get from one to the other? Organizing your wedding's transportation can be a complex puzzle, but with the right approach and support from a knowledgeable transportation company, you can create a seamless plan. And remember, as a paid subscriber of this podcast, you have access to my mini course, the Guest Transportation Digital Course for more in-depth guidance. And you'll find those details on our Wedding Planning Resource Center. 
Also, I have an episode about this. Listen to episode number 320 titled Wedding Day Transportation Help. Okay, getting to number five, creating your wedding invitations, online hub, and other print materials. All right, let's talk about one of the most exciting parts of wedding planning, creating your invitations, setting up an online hub, which is your wedding website, and designing all of those other print materials. These elements are essentially how you market your wedding to your guests, giving them a tantalizing preview of what's to come. So wedding invitations. Your invitations are the first glimpse guests will have into your wedding's vibe and style. Whether you opt for formal or informal, digital or traditional mail, the design of your invitations speaks volumes about the type of celebration you are planning. The importance of wording. The wording on your invitations is just as crucial. It conveys the formality of the event and communicates all the essential details your guests need to know. From the timing and location to dress code hints, every word counts. And remember, tradition is not mandatory if you're not into that. If you want to leave off your parents' names or keep things modern, go for it. This is your day. This is your wedding. It is your way. Addressing the envelopes. This is a pro tip about envelopes. The names on the envelope indicate exactly who is invited. This means specifying whether kids or plus ones are welcome by the way that you address the envelopes. It's a subtle but effective way to manage your guest list. Timing is key. Typically, you'll want to send out your invitations 8 to 10 weeks before the wedding. If you're planning a destination wedding or you didn't send save the dates, you should send them out earlier to give your guests more time to prepare. The wedding website. This is your digital hub. Consider your wedding website an extension of your invitations. It's the perfect place to share additional information that doesn't fit on your paper invites, like your love story, photos, registry links, and any other details you want your guests to know. Think uh, dress code clarifications or specific requests like no kids, no plus ones. Platforms today offer fantastic features, including allowing your guests to RSVP directly on your website and simplifying the RSVP process and helping you keep track of your guest list is like really, really great. You're going to love that. Creating these elements with care and attention not only sets the tone for your wedding, but also helps ensure your guests are well-informed and as excited about your big day as you are. And I do have an episode about this. It is episode number 293 titled, All About Print Materials. All right. We are at the last one, peeps. Number six, managing the details, all the in-between work. So as your wedding planning journey progresses, you've laid a solid foundation by selecting your venues, assembling your dream team of vendors. But remember, a successful wedding doesn't just come together by itself. 
there is a significant amount of, quote, in-between work. Those crucial details and tasks that require your attention even after these big, major decisions have been made. Embrace the lull time. I, I, I use this term a lot, lull time. The period when the rush of initial bookings has passed, but there's still plenty to do. And I know a lot of you start to feel uncomfortable, like, I should be doing something. I should be doing something. Yes. So this is the perfect time to dive into wedding planning homework or what I'd call independent study. This includes everything from administrative tasks to creative decisions that personalize your celebration. Consider setting aside a specific day every other week for wedding planning activities. Make it a date. Wedding planning Wednesdays, for example. This dedicated time with your partner ensures you both stay engaged and on top of everything that needs to be done. Key areas to focus on during this lull time. Review your wedding planning timeline regularly. Check it to ensure that no tasks are being overlooked. Monitor your payment schedule. Keep an eye on upcoming vendor payments to avoid any surprises. Uh, curate your song lists, whether your ceremony, reception, or dance music. Those set the mood. And you probably have lots of faves you want to ensure are played. Like I know you're in your car listening to songs going, oh my God, I got to remember that for the wedding playlist. Create your photo shot list. This is the list you will eventually communicate with your photographer about must-have photos. Things like me and my parents, me and my partner's parents, me and my grandmother, um, a shot of the toasting flutes because those have been passed down from generations and now it's my turn to use them. And then update guest and vendor communications, ensuring everyone is informed about the details of your day. This includes updating your wedding website, sending out group texts to your VIPs and immediate family members. The list goes on and it's lengthy, but staying organized is key to managing, to managing it all without feeling overwhelmed. This phase is all about diligence, organization, and teamwork. With the right approach, you'll navigate through this lull time smoothly, ensuring every detail of your wedding comes together. So as I wrap up this episode, I want to leave you with one final piece of advice. Remember to take breaks from wedding planning as needed. You got that? Wedding planning breaks. It's easy to get it caught up in the whirlwind of decisions deadlines, and details. But it's crucial not to let this process consume your life or strain your relationships. Life doesn't pause while you plan your wedding. You still have work, family, commitments, friendships to nurture, and perhaps even travel plans. It's essential to find a balance Stepping away from the planning when you need to recharge and reconnect with the other parts of your life that bring you joy and fulfillment. And whenever you feel overwhelmed or just need a little bit of guidance, remember that I'm here for you. 
And the TBWPP community is a fantastic resource as well, full of marriers who are going through the same process and facing similar challenges. You are not alone in this journey. You've got this. With a little planning, patience, and the occasional pause to breathe and enjoy the moment, you'll create a celebration that is truly, uniquely yours. So happy planning, and remember, I'm just an email or podcast episode away whenever you need a helping hand or a word of encouragement. Love you, love your show. The Big Wedding Planning Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Michelle Martinez. It is edited by Veronica Gruba. Music by Steph Altman of Mophonics. Help us get the word out by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at the Big Wedding Planning Podcast and be sure to use the hashtag PlanThatWedding when posting. Follow on TikTok at Big Wedding Planning Pod. Have a wedding planning question or just want to get in touch? Send an email to hello at the Big Wedding Planning Podcast.com or my personal favorite, leave a voicemail at 415 723 1625 and you might hear your voice on a future episode. That is it. Happy planning, everybody. Love you, love the show. Bye.